where did you what uh after after playing for dennis where did you play next um actually austin carroll was the first one to make the jump up to triple a at little caesars and his dad and my dad were really good friends and so went up there and tried out for the 93 team well double a to triple a is a whole new ballgame i was not good mm-hmm. enough to make the uh the 93 team but the uh 94 coach just happened to be helping out that uh tryout and he said you're playing for me so went up and yep made the jump and played uh triple a for little caesars and then that turned into little caesars to victory honda to honey baked back to victory honda wow So, did you ever see a high school at all, uh, as far as playing? (laughs) Um, I did one summer league uh, game against St. Francis when I was at Northview my senior year. And that was about it. And I... It's nothing against uh, the high school. It's just uh, high school caliber. It was just not my type of game. a lot softer than coming from AAA, and yeah, so like I mean I I, I had uh, I think two goals and assists and four penalties because that's just how I played. Mm. Yeah. Man, I, I now <laughs> and again that's I mean you know now granted and especially you know the farther back you go, high school hockey wasn't what it is now. I mean, it's gotten better, for sure. um, and that, you know, and that has a lot to do with the the the, uh, the interest that the game of uh, the kids having in the game now. Honestly, uh, I you think know, it was that, the '93 cl- or uh, the '93, the 2011 class. Uh, the St. Francis kids pulled back uh, people like the Tortilla Brothers, uh, Oblingers, uh, Casey Rupp, all kids that were able to play AAA. Hey, let's go win a state title this year for the hell of it. Yeah, that's, and, that was it. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, like, uh, I think Pillmore was on that team too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that kind of started everything. Yeah, uh, Ty, was that was that uh, Tyler or Ross Pillmore? Ross, I believe. Okay, yeah, because I know Tyler uh, played for the Cherokee. Uh-huh. And uh, they that was the year, I don't remember what year it was, but he, uh, I remember he we were on the bus and uh, they were down in Columbus mm-hmm. and they were playing and uh, uh, they were chanting, who needs Pillmore? And somebody <laughs> called his phone and, and uh, gave him the recording of it. <laughs> and he, he was just like he was just totally uh just slack jawed he did he was like you know oh my god the, these guys hate me and i'm like no they don't hate you yeah. and i go if anything they're jealous you know you, they're gonna if they win a state title which they i don't think they did that year um uh, it's like okay or the year that that happened it was like i'm like they're trying to win a state title i said you're trying to win a national title yep and it says you know, so I just told him, like, you know, hey, you know, not and, and again, that's no slight on, on state titles because that's mm-hmm. a great thing. Uh, but I'm just saying it's just the fact that 
back then, like I said, the further back you go, the high school hockey in Northwest Ohio wasn't as good as it is now. No, you know? for sure. And, and I'm, and, and I'm a fan, you know, it's like, I think about, you know, our former coach, Chris Varga, uh, he's coaching at St. Francis, just won a state title recently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I get, I get jacked up and geeked when they, those guys are playing for gold, you know, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's tiddlywinks, if you're the best at what you do, whether, no matter what part of the, whether it's a state title or a national title, you know, that's a beautiful thing, you know? Sure. Uh, so, uh, I just, I'm real happy with that. And, um, now for you, uh, you know, when you say you spent most of your, uh, pretty much all your career playing travel, um, how that had to be really hard. I mean, we talked about it for a couple of minutes, but I want to get more into it right now. Talking about the difficulty that you had playing, uh, and trying to do homework on the way home, the mm-hmm. long, the long rides back and forth, the late practices, that had to be a grind on not only you but your folks. Yeah, it, it, for me, it kind of just became a, a thing, a habit at that point after doing it for four or five years. Um, so I got used to it. My folks, on the other hand, I mean, back then, I feel old saying that. There was only mm-hmm. uh, 10 AAA teams in the United States. You had wow. your you had your big five in uh, uh, Detroit. You had four over in Chicago, and then there were others that wanted to claim AAA. The other only one that was able to keep up would have been uh, the team out of California. I can't remember their name. Uh, Rocco Grimaldi, who's now in the NHL, actually came – from that team and played for uh, Little Caesars 93 team the year that I made the jump. So he he was freaking mm-hmm. 9, 10 years old, got moved from California to Detroit to play better hockey, if that tells you anything about the the level of uh, play there was in Detroit. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you talked about Ryan Kelly. I mean, he, he went from mm-hmm. Florida to yep. up there to play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, wow, man. I mean, and that's saying something for Detroit. You know, Detroit has got great hockey. Oh, uh, for sure. And, I mean, even, you know, because the thing is that it's, I think it was, and I think that's the reason why people would uh, uh, have problems with uh, high school hockey here in Toledo back then, or further back you went, was because it was easier for the high school kids in, like, Detroit, the Downriver area, uh, the northern suburbs, they could make the jump from high school to juniors mm-hmm. uh, a lot easier than the the Northwest Ohio kids. Yep. Because they were used, you know, I mean, I think that was the big difference. So now, um, now, you know, you talk about at this point, tell me about what, uh, and I'll, I want to hear this answer, I guess, from both of you. Um, how did it, uh, did you guys start seeing less time uh, with each other uh, as far as uh, spending time together or did you guys, I don't know, gravitate towards each other because of the game or what was it uh, that, you know, um, how was the relationship between the two of you at this point when you're, when you're playing travel and you're, you know, again, you're uh, pulling these long hours. uh, What was the relationship like with you and Fred? Fred, correct me if I was wrong. That's when you were up at Eastern and no longer lived at the house. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh huh. Um, so but I, I still, I came home every, and I call it home, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, I came back every probably three or four weeks. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'd see him once, once a month or so, and probably you know go watch a game, watch him play a game or so, um, and spend about a weekend at the house. Yeah, so we were just at two completely different points of our life, obviously, him away at college and me playing hockey. Yeah, well, the thing is, is that uh, you weren't that little, you know, snot-nosed mm. kid that he put welts on. <laughs> uh, no, because at this you know, point, uh, the, uh, we had my little brother along now, too. So mm -hmm. he was the he was my pain in the ass. Oh, he got the welts yeah. even worse, though. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh and please please do explain um we obviously mini sticks um at least for me we were using like a bigger plastic ball that was didn't hurt it didn't hurt too bad um as as mini sticks uh evolved they went into those little uh rubber balls and yeah we, yep and we lined him up we don't hey we were nice we gave him goalie gear oh he had, <laughs> you know, he had an entire goalie outfit from head to toe every piece of equipment you could imagine oh he even had a goalie helmet. yeah i gave him a helmet because ma mama wasn't too happy um i remember one time i got the wise idea of bringing my actual stick in to shoot on him i don't know if fred was still in the house uh Went to raise it up for a slap shot and knocked the ceiling fan down. Yeah. That, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's beautiful. That, that is beautiful. Brighter moments at the age of 10. <laughs> no, I wasn't no, around for that one. <laughs> Neither to say Mom and Daddy's wasn't very happy. It was probably pretty loose because... I don't know, maybe like six months before it, I was chipping golf balls, plastic ones in the house, and I took the ceiling fan out with the uh, <laughs> with the golf clubs. So it was probably already loosened up for you. <laughs> Didn't know about that one. <laughs> oh, man. There, there's going to be a family meeting, I got a feeling, after this, this, this gets heard. Oh, man. Oh, man. There's going to be an intervention. But uh, so good night. But anyway, so uh, so you go ahead and you're you're playing travel. Uh, what eventually ended up getting you to Toledo? Um. So after I was my freshman year of high school, um, we uh, mid amps is what happened uh, to get to the national. Um, tryout or whatever you want to call it uh for the mid-ams that either flow through sylvania every year or they rotate it between there and uh i want to say kent state maybe I don't, i'm not 100 sure i don't remember um a school called uh culver military academy contacted me and reached out yep uh and interested me going out there and playing and originally when talking with them, I, obviously I was all geeked up, and then my dad starts talking with them, and they gave us this flyer and have us sit down, and my mom takes a look at everything. First thing she notices, 
the tuition there was $68,000 a year. Oh, <laughs> hi <-oh. laughs> Thank you. Good night. Yeah, she said, you're, there's not a chance. <laughs> there's just no chance. And so went, took it back to the coach and said, I thank you for the offer, blah, blah, blah. And he said, I'll give you a call in about a week. And they came back and offered me a 95% uh, scholarship to go there. And ended up in uh, Culver Military Academy for two years. Played hockey out there. I uh, came back my junior year, uh, the second half, to uh, play AAA again up in Detroit for Victory Honda. Which whoa 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 whoa! I want to hear about this this this, this military uh, academy oh. that you played. What was the hockey like? Um. It, it was unbelievable. Our rival was Shattuck St. Mary's, and I don't know if uh, you know yep. oh, Sidney yeah. Cros Crosby. Of course. So, so that just kind of speaks for the level of hockey that goes on out there. That that school takes uh, two things very serious. They uh, The hockey team, they have four teams for a high school. And mm -hmm. uh, you have your standard JV, your standard varsity, then you have your U16 and your U18. The U18 is their preps, their prep team, which is the best that goes on to play teams like Victory Honda, uh, travel all over the, the country, yada, yada, yada. Same with their U16 team. Uh, the other thing that uh, they take serious there, it's, it, it's just looking back on it, it's crazy. Uh, they have a black horse troop that uh, participates in every single one of uh, presidential inaugurations. Wow. Yeah, this school uh, was unbelievable. Uh, the whole athletic program, uh, the gyms, baseball fields, hockey, was all uh, donated by uh, Mark Stottenbrock, the owner, former owner of the Yankees. That's where he went to school. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just the eliteness of that school, it, it, it was remarkable. I, I didn't appreciate it at the time. But looking back at it, it's just like, wow. <laughs> I I got to go there. One, one of my, uh, not roommates, but he was in the same unit as me, uh, is the Prince of Lebanon. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yusuf Kurdi. Yusuf Kurdi Belendez. He's uh, uh, pretty high ranking in the world. <laughs> and uh, I, can, I, I can say that. I went to school with that kid. Prince of Lebanon and... Donnie Nagel. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a hey, you know what I, I I take Donnie Nagel on my side anytime I anyway. But um, I you know okay so um, I mean what would you compare the there at? Like, I'm sorry, to? you cut out there for a second. What'd you say? No, I was just saying where what would you compare the hockey there to? I mean, is there anything oh, in Detroit. like that? It, 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 it was Detroit level. Um, in Detroit, you uh, got a lot of NHL caliber players. Like I played with uh, Andrew Cobb. Jacob Trubo was up my partner for uh, two seasons. Um, Seth Jones, people like that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Seth Jones, my partner for the U-17 uh, uh, tryout camp, the top 50 camp. Um a lot of those guys were the same caliber as Culver. I mean, there wasn't 
there might have been one kid in the entire U16 and U18 program that was actually from Indiana. Ooh. All yeah. Right. Canadians, Detroit, <laughs> California, you name it. They pulled from anywhere and everywhere. They took the best players in the country that they could get on scholarship, and they just have a – that's why they're a powerhouse every year. Man, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, so you, you go on after that and you play back up in Detroit. Yep. Um, what I – again, this is one of those things. What was it that – what what did it take? To at when you played there, what made you think that you uh, were a juniors? So that summer, I, I was in a weird situation because I was a 17-year-old senior that doesn't graduate until after I'm 18. So weird situation for that because I didn't want to go back up there and play my 18 season as a high school grad pretty much (laughs) that that just was a a weird thing everyone be calling you pops (laughs) yeah yeah it just wasn't uh wasn't the right situation for me and i went to my fair share of uh ushl camps and i think only one or two null camps um didn't get to stick around for more than a week at uh uh, where was it? The Indie Freeze or Indie Ice, whatever they were called. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Got sized up for gear and everything. Here's your sticks. Here's everything. A week later, I got the axe. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that one kind of hurt. And so I was kind—I of, was just weighing out my options. I was like, well, I, I know I can play the junior level as a 17-year-old. I don't want to go up to Detroit and be an 18-year-old and uh player up there let's see what toledo's got to offer and at that point i uh, reached out to scott searing mm-hmm. yeah it was scott searing uh, who was on he, he was uh talking to me throughout the summer hey what, what are your plans what are your plans and reached back out to him and said i want to try uh do the trial camp let's let's do this so you, so you go ahead and you do that, and uh, tell me what that whole experience was like. Uh, the day after everything was done, I decided I wasn't going to school because I was so damn sore. Wow. Could not move my body. Um, much more physical than Detroit. Detroit, uh, it wasn't soft. But the whole, as Fred mentioned before, 16 to 21-year-old strength, size, it plays a huge factor into it. I wasn't a small kid. I wasn't big, but I wasn't small. And it just took everything out of me. Mm. So you, uh, so you, go, you go, I mean, man. So now you, you go ahead and you make the Toledo roster. Yep. Uh, did you know any of the guys in the locker room when you first went in there? Knew Rodebush, um, played with Fletcher. Speaking of which, uh, I'm sure you heard and recipes awesome. Rest yep, yep. Um, him, Parker Hack uh, was on that team. 
Now, now, okay, right there. Stop right there. I got a quick, quick, a very quick aside. True or false? Uh, Parker kind of, sort of, in a weird, sort of warped way, does he not kind of remind you a little bit of Fred? And maybe it was the chops. <laughs> they do look a lot alike. <laughs> yes. Parker's got about a foot on him, but... <laughs> he must... He must yeah. be a good-looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If, if, if Fred, if that'll make you feel good, then by all means, he was a stud. Okay. <laughs> anyway. And then now, uh, Benio as well. Yeah. Benny was the captain, wasn't he? No. Oh, one of them? No. Oh, and uh, Jake Manders, duh. Uh, we yeah. had Jake Manders. I knew him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake was an assistant. Ryan Kelly was a captain. And, That's no, right. That's right. no. Mike Baker. 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 Uh, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, it was Baker and Kelly both. Yes. I think it was like it, uh, the road games was yes. one of them, and the other one handled the home games. Yep. Yep. And that's what it was. Yes. So those those were. Uh, uh, our captains. Yeah, because I think I think it was uh, Ryan was the uh, home captain and Baker was on the road. Yeah, but uh, uh, so anyway though, but uh, no, I, I say that about Parker Hack because yeah, he was a tall guy, but he had, I mean if you looked at his uh, normal haircut and he had the, he had the sideburns, mm-hmm. and, and just it just screamed. Even back then, I remember saying. Oh my God! It's the reincarnation of Fred Hassenfuss. <laughs> okay, no, but uh, it, 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 but he was, uh, and 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 he was kind of a a, a real quiet kid. Yeah, oh, very quiet. Yeah. So, um, but he probably, which means he's probably gonna like you know run the world now. Well, he was always he's he doing. Was brilliant. He was always brilliant. Yeah, that kid. He was like, I mean, scary smart. Yeah. There's book smart, common street smart. Common sense smart, and then there's scary smart. He he, yes. he borders he borders scary smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, sounds, uh, a and... like <laughs> sounds a lot like me. <laughs> oh man, this is too much fun. This is too easy. No, uh, but seriously though, um, he, you know when you first played that now, and I'm going to ask this question of both of you. Do you remember your first regular season goal in a Cherokee uniform? Mick, I think I scored three goals in my entire junior career. Yeah. <laughs> I um, no. I remember, I remember my first game. Tell me. Uh first game. We were playing Cincinnati something or other. Was it the uh, Queen City Steam Queen, or yep, was it yep, uh, Queen City Steam? And uh, if you remember the the Lithuanian ogre that we had on our team, uh, Eric Kapals. Kapals, yes, yes. Um, he was my partner for that uh, series, and <laughs> I was scared shitless of him. But there, no way around it. Uh, okay. One of the things that sticks out most to me was he he um I don't know if you're gonna want to edit this out or not. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I probably will. But okay, his first game, he would always have a, a, a dip in, right? His first mm-hmm. game, uh, we're down there, and he's sitting next to me, and we're talking about the game, and he's about to put his skates up. He pulls a knife up, cutting in between his toes and putting chew there. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? The game, so I put it here. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Was this the prison league? <laughs> <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder. Yeah. So that always stuck out to me. And then obviously this is the first time I'm playing with people that are uh, wearing half shields and everything. And uh, Scott wasn't, didn't let us wear half shields for whatever reason. And they had this kid on the, uh, the other team, uh, last name Duncan, about the size of America Pelts. And okay. first, first shift, they just wanted to set the tone. They skate up. And once again, I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, why is my partner playing right wing right now? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And he's sitting or right next to their captain. 30 seconds or not, three seconds into it, they drop the gloves and just start beating the shit out of each other. I'm like, oh, my God, this is what we're about to do today. <laughs> Let's go. This is awesome. So, yes, I will always remember that game. One, because of the knife and two, because of that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'd probably remember the knife too. Uh, well, let's just say there's probably there's probably a, a consistent theme, a recurring theme with the knife throughout Merrick's life. Um, oh man! Yeah, I've heard of some I've heard of some strange things and crazy things in in, in this game we love, but I got to admit that's a first for me. Yep. I mean, yeah. Ooh. Oh man, I can't I can't top any of any stories like with anything like that. Yeah, no, now, uh, it was weird. Ooh. Now, so you know, so you're playing. Uh, what uh, what put it into you, or I should say, what uh, who was back then for you your most uh, heated opponent, team wise? Oh, Flint, no questions asked. Yeah. We we kind of walked all over Metro that year because if you uh, remember correctly, my rookie year we actually made it to nationals. Okay. And uh, or was it net or whatever we lost to uh, the Herster Cup? The Herster Cup. Yep. Yep. Um, we made it there that year, so we pretty much spanked everybody in our like uh, Battle Creek the first game. I think we won twenty six to one. Like Ooh. just yeah, it was. Uh, they were terrible. Nasty. <laughs> they were terrible. It got to the point where people were throwing dips in on during the game, and you just see brown spots. <laughs> wow, wow. You know what the funny thing is? Now you got to remember that team used to be in Grand Rapids. They were the Grand Rapids Owls. Okay. I'll never forget this. They when they were in Grand Rapids, the last couple of seasons they were in Grand Rapids. They were equally as bad. Okay. I don't think they lost by like 26, but I mean, they would lose like 10 to one, you know, uh, nine to two, that kind of thing. Well, they had, uh, that was the year that's that year that was St. Louis was uh, on a terror. 
And St. Louis went wire to wire for a national championship with the lone exception of one game during the regular season. One game they lost. And it was to Grand Rapids. (laughs) And it was Grand Rapids' only win of the season. Jesus. Yep. That's something. Yeah, when you defeat the national champions, and that's your only win of the year. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty wild. Mm -hmm. But so now, yeah, Flint was always, I mean, regardless of the year, Flint was always a thorn in the side of a lot of, a lot of guys, you know, for Toledo. Toledo and Flint always had a real nasty rivalry. Metro Mm -hmm. did as well, uh, but that was usually dependent on how they were doing. Exactly. They were like some, if they were middle of the pack or better, it got nasty. But if it was, uh, if they were near the bottom, it, 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 it kind of subsided. Yeah. My first two years in Toledo that, uh, they were pretty bad and it didn't get too chippy. My last year, they were the ones that actually knocked us out of, uh, we had to win that game to make it to playoffs and they oh, beat us. Oh, I remember that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, so tell me now, uh, I. Uh, how many did you get into any fights uh, that first year? Uh, I don't think I did that first year. I might have, but I don't recall. It was the once we were able to take our uh, uh, cages off with uh, Kenny being there, because like mm-hmm. I said, Scott, what, it was an automatic three game suspension if you fought. Uh, with without a helmet on, so yeah, they we just weren't weren't the team going around looking for fighting, um, unless Merrick had to go do his thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which which considering the the, the uh, goal output for Merrick, um, <clears throat> and it wasn't always a bad thing. <laughs> no, I I kid, I kid. Uh, but, um, I, I mean, I just, I, cause the thing I remember about you, Donnie, is that you were, you were kind of that crap disturber. You were the guy that, that, uh, you mixed it up. You weren't afraid to, uh, stick up for your teammates. You were the, uh, you were kind of that guy that you didn't, it was like, if you got under somebody's skin, oh, well, so what, you know, yeah. that's just kind of how it was. I, I, and, I look. I like to think that, uh, how you put it, I suck up for my teammates um, as much as I could. One one of the things that comes to my mind, I'll never forget this, uh, we were playing the Vengeance out of Pittsburgh. Uh, it was our last game before we went to the showcase. And my mm-hmm. dad was super pissed off about this, and so was uh, Kenny. But they understood. Uh, Army, Zach Armstrong got laid out coming through the middle just annihilating mm-hmm. clean hit beautiful hit. i'm right there i'm like oh shut the kid looks down looks uh for the refs and then literally boots army in the face kicks him thank mm. god zach was wearing the cage so my instinct was all right here we go i turned this kid around and fed him but okay. i got suspended for the first game of uh uh, the showcase, which Kenny and my dad were not very happy with, but they understood 
Armstrong just got kicked right in the teeth. <laughs> like that that's just not gonna fly with if I'm on the team. I mean yep. if I do it, I'm gonna do what I have to do. Yeah, it's understood. Now uh man, ooh, I just I get that just puts like chills down me thinking about that. And Ugh. and that's and that's why my little Johnny is gonna play golf. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Fred, I tell you what, if he can if he can make the tour, more power to him, brother. Oh man. So um it's now uh tell me, you know, and I I I'm gonna ask this of both of you. I, like I said, we're gonna go back and forth a little bit here too. Um tell me about the uh some of the uh craziness and that you remember in the locker room on bus trips, in the hotel rooms, uh, some of the silly, crazy crap, at least the stuff that you can tell. Uh, uh, you know, in, in Fred's case, the statute of limitations may have expired. But, um, uh, you but know, Donnie's... I was going to say, my, my brain was was pulverized with those fight tapes. I mean, you, you go eight hours of fight tapes. This was before... This was before you had smartphones, so you didn't have, like, an alternative to just, like, tune it out, you know? Like, you couldn't yep. just throw on a little, play a game on your phone or watch a movie on your phone. And, like, no, you, you had to sit there for eight hours yeah. and watch the fight tapes. <laughs> yep, you were, you had to sit through those. Mm. Well, Fred, but, I'm gonna uh, I mean, on this one. I'm going to go grab a water real quick. So, well, so Fred, uh yeah, I know. He's 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 bailing. He's bailing. He, anyway. he, he, he's copping out on this one. And and it's his time. Anyway, uh but uh you know, I mean, but now like I mean in the locker room was there or was there anybody who was more of a practical joker that you remember than most uh was there uh guys who liked to pull pranks in the hotel rooms? Oh, um maybe Maybe not so much in the hotel rooms, but I mean, I think Blaskowitz, Todd Blaskowitz was always, uh, he could have been a comedian. He really could have been. Um, you know, to get into any details of things, I think, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if, if, he, if he would want me to or if they'd be appropriate anyways. Um, you know, most of it was always in um, good-hearted fun. Um, sometimes it was at the expense of some of the other players as well. Um, you'll get that on both sides, right? Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. But um, all in all, there was a few clowns on the team, but Blaskowitz always, uh, he always comes to mind. Mm. And I wish I, wish that, I could give more details, but I really... I'm really going to have to refrain on that one and maybe pull a Donnie and go get a drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> anything, anything to protect the innocent or in this case, the guilty. Oh man. But okay. So Donnie, let me ask you, um, how, uh, wait, are we getting away from this? Because there was plenty. Okay, no, oh. uh, that's what I'm, 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 I was trying to find a way to, uh, I was going to ask you, where, uh, as far as like in the locker room or in the hotel rooms, uh, or on the bus, whatever, uh, how crazy did it get? Was it pretty, pretty much with what, the what team we team with, uh, Trevor Ruiz, 
the mullet. Best friend. <laughs> yes, the mullet. Yep. Uh, me and that kid were practically inseparable with uh, me, me, him, and Fletcher, or Fletcher and Benio. Yep. Um, but when you have a team with him, Benio, Fletcher, Pat Smytaz, Ryan Quigley, Austin Rodebush, there was always plenty of uh, fun to be had. <laughs> Good night. I, 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 you know, it's like, how did, I don't even know how you guys, like, didn't get suspended and have, <laughs> not have any of it, had anything to do with hockey. Oh, for sure. Oh. Between the amount of shoe checks, leaners, um, <laughs> some other things that can't be said, uh, I'm not sure how we made it through that season, but I'll tell you what, it was probably one of the funnest seasons that I've had. And it's now, I mean, you brought up guys like Patty Smytash and Ryan Quigley. Uh, what were they like in the, in the room? <laughs> um, Pat. Oh, and, uh, why can't I think of the other kid's name? Oh, who was the other one that they hung out with? It was Pat Quigley and, uh, real long lengthy kid. Great player. Hmm. They all three think. of them carpooled. Do you do you remember the number? No, I don't. He was a first, uh, first second liner. Uh, he was a year older than sure. me. I can't I can't remember his name. But okay. all three of them would be dancing uh, with limited clothing on throughout uh, after games, before games. Um, just loosening the locker room up. Oh, and Manders and Manders uh, was always having a good time until he got pissed off, and then he shut it down real quick. <laughs> yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Once he got close to once he got, uh, got close to game, uh, he he got pretty serious and told told the other ones stop acting like morons and whatnot. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, they, they, those three were definitely the uh, life of the locker room. Uh, just playing stupid songs, dancing, having a good time, keeping the locker room uh, loose and ready to go for the game. You know, because um, I, I, oh man, that I just, man, you guys must have been the, the holy terror to end all holy terrors back then. It was um, a wild group. Yep. Um. Oh man! Now I'm still trying to think of who you were talking about because I it was I'll pull it up right I, now. Um, Christos Papiano. Pa, oh, Keech Papiano. Keech, Keech. Yep. Papiano. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I you forgot. Know, we had oh, Brian Backneck on that team too. Holy yep. crap! This team was full of clowns. Yes, oh. they were. Man, <laughs> Ben Henry. I could, I could. Yeah, because I, I, I always thought Ben Henry. Oh my gosh, you know what? It, it was funny. I talked to him on his podcast that I did with him, and I was told him I was like, I could never call him uh, Benny. And he goes, "Thank you," because I hated that name. <laughs> Benny was called Benny, uh, and he, I said I couldn't call you Hank or you know or anything like that as a nickname. I said. When it came to you, the I could never call you anything else but Ben Henry. I said I didn't call you Ben. I didn't call you Henry during the during a broadcast. 
it was always Ben Henry. It was all one name. You know, <laughs> I could never call I could never call him anything but that. Looking and, at, uh, at uh, the stats here, could you guess who the th- top three penalty minutes are on that team? Uh, let's see, Merrick, you and I'd say Jake. You're you're damn good, Merrick with one seventy seven, Jake with one seventy two, and I had one twenty six. Holy cow! That's, <laughs> wow. Yep. Not sheesh. that explains a lot. But um, <laughs> now, now, who would you say? God, man, that's it's. I mean, it's going to be like trying to pick your favorite kid, but. Who would you say was probably the uh, most outlandish and crazy uh, one of the bunch? Um, I have to give it to uh, my best friend at the time. I still keep in touch with him, Trevor Ruiz. Me and that kid were inseparable, and we did a lot of stupid things. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember because he didn't always dress. And he loved coming up to the broadcast booth. Loved coming up. I had to stop him from coming up because he was always on the. My, he was. He always wanted to be my inter, intermission guest and talk and talk and talk. And I'm like, okay, Trev, enough. <laughs> you know. But he. Oh, he loved it. He loved it because he. If I remember correctly, he was from California, right? Yep, Riverside, and uh, he played juniors. Uh, Playing for two years previous to that as well, and he was my age. He was playing at like fifteen. Yeah, he played. He played out in Oregon, if I remember. Uh yes. Uh, God, what was the name of that team? Because I played for the South Oregon Spartans. I don't remember. Uh, Eugene Generals, I think, is what it was. Yeah. Yep. Eugene General. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny because my gosh, that and of course the other thing was obviously the mullet. Yep. That kid took pride. He rocked that thing with pride. Mick, you haven't seen me in a while. He, he's part of the reason well, why I got it. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. <clears throat> I'm not going to mention anything about gene pools. Um, anyhow. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, so, I mean, but still, the, tell me about what uh, – each of your coaches in terms of, I know it switched over from Scott to Kenny and I, 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 I'm not really talking about in terms of the differences, but what was it that you picked up from both of them? What did you learn from both of them? Uh, Scott was a very system oriented coach that was afraid of kind of like a more, Freestyle backyard hockey type deal. Um, we ran our systems, and that's why we had the success that we had. It was a little bit more strict than what a lot of us liked, but we got it down to a T. Um, as far as Kenny goes, he was more like your Dennis Rodebush approach. Get in their face. I mean, think about who Kenny's brother is. Yeah. You know, I, they, Yep, Kelly, great guy, great guy. Can't can't say enough about him. But that's the kind of players they were. And so that that kind of uh, you asked me about fighting. That kind of is what opened up my because I I got a few fights in uh, AAA up in Detroit, but nothing crazy. Uh, once I was in Toledo, that picked up uh, quite a bit. 
Um, the other one that wasn't afraid to drop him on that team was uh, obviously Brody. Yeah. You had Brody, you had Bogart, you had me, and I think there's one other one. That was my second season before I got uh, uh, pulled up to Leamington. Okay. So what, I mean, what was that like as far as playing in Leamington? Well, the whole story is wild um, because we were past whatever the trade deadline was. Mm-hmm. And I was coming in Friday uh, for a pregame skate or I don't remember if it was a pregame skate or we had a game that night or the next day. I walk in and Mo's throwing my shit back. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. am I cut? Am I assistant- cut? I'm assistant captain at this point. Uh, pre- previously in the year with Scott, I, uh, I I wore the C. Um, so I I had some. It was a rough transition to get used to uh, Kenny. I'm not going to lie about that because he came in and stripped the C from me, um, and that kind of put some uh, anger in my eyes. Needless to say, um, but I, I come in and my stuff's getting put into a a trash bag. And go into the uh, coach's room, and Kenny's sitting there. He goes, "Get your get your crap out. Your head to Canada." I'm like, "What?" Oh. And he was he wasn't he wasn't very happy about it because there were previous trade rumors uh, about me getting put somewhere for a playoff push as we were making our own playoff push, and he didn't want to trade me uh, for that reason. And I don't know what the exact details are, but because I either went out of country or out of league, Leamington uh, bought my contract. So, yeah, they paid whatever the contract fee is for me to no longer have a contract with Toledo to get up and, uh, and play in Leamington. And, Man, that is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, wh- what? <laughs> but uh, a lot of it actually had to do with uh, playing with people like Nathan Oblinger and Austin Rodebush because that's where they were at the time. And mm-hmm. they made a push for me to get there because they were down on some defensemen and whatnot. And uh, we became Billet Brothers for the last two or three months of the season. Man, oh man, that's well. I mean, that's awesome that you got to play with those guys. I mean, Nate Opplinger, we've known him. You know, he's been around Toledo, you know, forever. And uh, of course, Austin is Austin. That that, that story uh, will be told at some point. Um, but I, it's um, still. I mean, that had to be awkward. I mean, oh, like I said, Kenny was not happy about it. Um, but there was nothing that he could do as far this is all going based off of memory. Um, I could have just re-signed, I guess, or what, I, I, don't, I don't know. He just said, get your crap, you're going to Canada. I was in the ring for all of 10 minutes and had to walk out with my, uh, with my bag. And I was up in Canada that night playing a game for Leamington. And that was, uh, yeah, that, that was a weird, weird transition. Um, I called my dad and I, Hey, I'm playing for Leamington. He's like, what? And told him the whole story. He goes, well, when, when do you play? Oh, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and he's yeah, like, tonight. do you have your passport? I'm like, I have no idea. Um, 
But Leamington, the GOJ was just an unbelievable experience. Um, Leamington, hands down, had the best rink. There was no questions asked. Uh, we had our choice of what uh, whatever sticks we wanted. We had like up to five a month that we could go through uh, for free. Uh, that the it was a full bowl uh, style rink with. I don't know, 4,500, 5,000 seats that sold out every game. It was hockey in Canada. And we would play, like, uh, here, you would only play on the weekends. Up there, Mm -hmm. it's not unusual to play Monday, Wednesday, Sunday. Hmm. Yeah. And that's the Lemington Flyers, right? Yep, and the GOJHL. Yep. It, it, It was a very... Weird transition. Thank God I wasn't in school during that. Uh, it was my first year out um, and was able to adjust, but it was just a very strange uh, transition. It happened so quick. I think that's what made it uh, the hardest. Man, oh, man, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so then when did you uh, play your last game competitively? Uh, I, I played a stint with uh, the University of Toledo. Uh, first few weeks, eh, I probably played two or three months with them. Then I got a job offer uh, and decided to take the money and roll with that instead of uh, finishing. I got an offer in sales, uh, making uh, better money than what I was going to be doing any like anytime soon. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, and they offered to help with schooling and whatnot, but my last game would have been against, <laughs> I think it was uh, Ohio State at Ohio State. Um, <laughs> it, it was a perfect ending to my career. Uh, Tyler DeWitt uh, got smoked from behind, just absolutely annihilated with like three seconds left on the clock and we were beating them like five to one or five to two and buzzer went and you know, you know, Dewey, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, uh, hothead, big guy, love him. Um, and I'm on the bench and all I see is Dewey getting in these other guys face and we're in Ohio state's, uh, uh, part of the rink. Next thing I know, I see their bench emptying, running, skating over towards Dewey. Without a second thought in my mind, I go over there and just start throwing punches. <laughs> so it was me and mm-hmm. DeWitt uh, literally just throwing punches at 20 different kids. Everyone else from Toledo stayed back. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure that was uh, the end of my career. And it, it just happened to end the way that it should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and- with you facing ban- uh, <laughs> suspension and banishment, mm. mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and and time may with with possibility of time off for good behavior. Well, yes. Well, <laughs> oh man. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to spend a little bit. Of, we still got a little bit of time here. I want to talk about uh, how the uh, relationship for you guys changed as you got older. Um, I mean. How I mean, obviously, you talked about the impact Fred had on your life as far as you know hockey and everything. Um, how did uh, 
I mean, as you got older and you realize that things are, you know, it, it's not always all about me. Mm-hmm. Um, how did uh, it strengthen the relationship that the two of you had? I mean, where before it was how many welts could I put on you with a, <laughs> with, with a hockey stick to, uh, you know, hey, that's, that's my beer drinking buddy. You know, yeah. uh, what, uh, what, what changed, how did it change over the years? Well, and, and that, uh, as he said, once I was able to, uh, go out and have adult fun, uh, was that your graduate graduation party, maybe <laughs> I wasn't sure you're going to bring that up. <laughs> um, uh, long story short on that one, me, Andrew, Benio, Trevor, Ruiz, Fred, Mike, and my uncle ended up at a, uh, titty bar at two thirty in the morning. Whoa, 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 whoa. That, that <laughs> That's right. Come on now. Um, that's as as far of an extent that we'll go into that. Okay. Um, so no, you're not going to go into the debauchery that ensued, <laughs> Fred. I'll let you uh, answer that if you'd like. That was the full story. That's it. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing more to tell. Clean, cut, dry, just like that. <laughs> you ask the girls, what are they going to college for? What's your What's your uh, major in? <laughs> That's uh, all you did. Yeah. No. Um. He was a, a all the way through, like after I graduated, uh, going to college, playing juniors. He would always, uh, at this point, he had a full-time job in accounting either at Dana or at uh, uh, University of Toledo. And he, I don't think he missed more than, except for when I was out in uh, Southern Oregon with the uh, Southern Oregon Spartans. I think he only missed a handful of games a season, and it's because he had other things going on. So he was always there, which was a huge help. And, and seeing him after the game, talking with him, yada, 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 obviously uh, strengthened our relationship. And then, no. you know, in more ahead, recent Fred. times, I, I get calls from him, you know, oh, I need to wire this through my house. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. I, I need to install this. I'm like, all right, I'll be over with some tools. <laughs> <laughs> but I always make it up to him. Uh, we, we Our most recent uh, activities up until I moved out to Minneapolis, uh, I bring over a case of beer and we watch, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Rough and Rowdy. I've heard, but I've not. I've not it's, seen. <laughs> it, it's uh, pretty ridiculous. Uh, you, you should uh, YouTube some of it. <laughs> Gee, I, I feel like I, it's like uh, trepidation. It, it, anyway, <laughs> but we'd go over there whenever that was on. It's uh, basically a bunch of uh, <laughs> trailer park trash boxing each other and midgets boxing oh. each other. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that's our entertainment. Uh, whatever that's on. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I. I don't know. Between that and drunk history, I mean, <laughs> the, the world. The world would be solved if there was. Uh, anyway. So now, Fred. Uh, I guess I'll ask this of both of you. Um. Do you ever see yourself where when you get to a point that uh, obviously I think it'd be more for Donnie, I guess, but uh, 
where you'd want to give back to the game a little bit, maybe look into possibly maybe coaching someday? Um, I've actually uh, helped out with my younger uh, cousin's team growing up. Uh, he's now 10 years old. I helped from five through eight. I think last year or the year before was the first year I didn't do it because of uh, stuff I had going on. But mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I picked out here in uh, Delano, Minnesota. They're, as you know, Minnesota hockey is a, a world of its own and did some research and they are a very good uh, organization out here. I reached out to them this past season and uh, unfortunately with COVID going on, I will, or I wasn't able to help. Uh, next year I will be helping out uh, potentially being an assistant coach for their varsity team. Wow. Okay. Now, Fred, I, I know, Fred, you said you haven't been around the game that much in recent times, but if, you're, if your son decides, if Johnny decides, hey, I, you know, I, I want to see about this game or I want to take it up, do you see yourself maybe getting back out there? You know, I've, I've given that some thought over the years, and I don't think I'll ever, I'll ever be a coach. Um, you know, for a few reasons, I guess at the younger age, um, there's the the parents, and I, I don't know if, if you've seen it a lot, because uh, I think Mick, you usually deal with um, or see the kids once they get a little older, but at the younger ages, uh, the parents can um, really... They think I, they're I, the coach? They think they're the coach, right? And I saw, I saw a lot of it, because Donnie's uh, dad, he he coached uh, the baseball teams all the way through and uh, the parents just constantly calling and complaining and whining. And then the feuds in between him Mm -hmm. and or not him, but through the parents that, you know, he has to be a mediator as and things. And I, I don't know if I want to get involved with it for that reason, at least at a young age. And then second of all, you're always like second guess yourself of, am I playing my child too much or not enough? Am I favoring them or not enough? So I really kind of let, let him play and let the chips fall where they may um, with, with how the coach and, and everyone else views him rather than myself. Um, but that's not to say that I, I wouldn't do the same type of a deal where, um, you know, where I would put my own ice rink in and, and teach him what I could at home and have, you know, and his friends and things like that. But probably not get involved with it to the point where I was making the decisions for him and, and the other players. Hmm. You ever see yourself getting on a pair of skates again, Fred? I don't know. I uh, snapped the old Achilles atten- uh, tendon uh, yes, a couple of years ago, and I haven't put any skates on since, so that'll be interesting uh, to see how that would go. Um, but if, if he wants to play, then I will definitely get on the ice with him and play. But, um, as far as like a men's league or anything, uh, at this point, I think I'm just going to stick to golf. My body's, my body's beat up and I'm not even that old. So I've been paying the price for years. So essentially what you're saying is if you were a horse, they'd be looking at you from the glue factory. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Hmm. Now, uh, Donnie, how how far along, Donnie? Do you, co- I mean, do you see yourself maybe coaching at a at a higher level, like maybe juniors or, or honestly, you know, ACHA? I would love that. 
Um, <laughs> the girlfriend, on the other hand, uh, she claimed she would uh, like that. She loves hockey. But mm-hmm. uh, very time-consuming. Yes. Uh, to, to mix in with work, especially as a salesman. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I my entire territory is Minnesota and all of North Dakota. So I put some uh, hours in driving and whatnot uh, for me to come home and go coach a junior team or whatever. I don't know how happy and thrilled she would be about that, unfortunately. I mean, what's the old saying? What's the old saying? When mama ain't happy, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) And don't get me wrong. Um, It's not that she would hold me back on it. Um, It's, I don't think it'd be fair to her, in all honesty. You're smooth. Good answer, Donna. (laughs) That was smooth. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that was smooth. I'll give you you brownie (laughs) points for that one. But um, now, guys, uh, let me ask you, who would you say was probably, at least uh, back in your you know, through your careers as hockey players, who would you say was probably the most, uh, the, the folks that had the biggest impact on you in your hockey careers, whether it be coaches, teammates, uh, whoever. Fred? So there was, when I was a kid, there was, um, you know, I was starting to play in the might league and a little bit beyond there. Um, one of my one of the kids I played with his dad. His name was Andy Dunbar. Um, he put in all this extra time with me and all the kids, and he really helped kind of form and shape my style of skating, um, and really helped get my center of gravity low. And he worked with me for for years um, when I was young, um, and I, I really kind of everyone you know as I get older, they always could say like, you know, we can tell that like, you know, Andy Dunbar like trains you how to skate. Right. And uh, so I think for me, uh, it kind of built a great foundation of, of my skating style. Um, so he, I, I kind of always felt like and, and contributed my skating um, style to him and uh, in the, in the hours and time he put in just, just to help me out and just truly just cause he loved working with the kids. So I'm sure he probably never hears it and from anybody, uh, you know, years and it was so long ago, but he definitely made a huge impact on me. Okay. And Donnie? Uh, coaching, there's no questions asked, uh, even though it was at a young age. Dennis Rodebush kind of uh, molded me to the hockey player that I w- once was, uh, anywhere between my skill and my uh, – uh mindset which mm-hmm. i mean he he was the best coach i've ever had uh tell people that to this day uh player wise um <sighs> i don't know if this is a good or a bad thing uh we we haven't been in too much contact as of uh past year or two but previous to that uh Blake and Brett Gorski the they were my brothers um so, yeah, shout out to them. They uh, helped me become who I am, and uh, always nothing but the best for them. 
Mm-hmm, no question. You know. Now, uh, Fred, uh, did you ever find it like unusual or eh, I don't know, not awkward, but just unusual, or uh, when uh, you see all of uh, Donnie's uh, teammates and stuff come over? Did it did it make you uh, I don't know miss the game any, or was it like, oh gosh. <laughs> oh no no i loved all of his friends come over. um you know sometimes it'd make you miss the game but also i mean more than just the game it's kind of like the camaraderie that you get um yep. with all the teammates right i mean you, yeah. you build a bond and a brotherhood um so it's it's beyond just the game it's it's the brotherhood that you that you build with with everyone and and your friends on the team so if anything that that's what it would make me miss but yo i loved it when when they would all come over and and hang out and so him and trevor ruiz were better friends than i was (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling you it's the mullet oh but uh, i gotta get a hold of him because uh i gotta get him to do one of these because there's there's got to be a lot of good stories in there to tell but you know what guys i tell you what What's that? T- tell him to make sure uh, nothing involving what me and him did. We, we keep yeah, that you, better, <laughs> you better book him for a couple extra hours. <laughs> He's got, I he, like I said, he played juniors for six years. So you got plenty of stories behind Ruiz. <laughs> and, he's, and he won't hold back like we did. <laughs> well, you did, Fred. Uh, I won't say that about Donnie, but anyway. Uh, but no, hey, well, I tell you what, guys, I could I could go on forever doing this, but uh, I got I got some uh, creative editing to do here and uh, stuff. But um, but seriously though, though, guys, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this, and um, I'll I'll start with Donnie on this one. Um, Donnie, if uh, what would you say? What do you want to say to Cherokee Nation? Because uh, the fan base, the the current folks, the all the folks from the past, a lot of them listen to this. So my question is, what would you have to say to them? Well, unfortunately, uh, we're getting to the age where uh, a lot of them didn't know uh, Sappy as well as the rest of us. Um, playing for him really means something. Uh, they wear a patch on their sweater every night for a reason. Don't want them to ever forget that man and what he was able to build. And the camaraderie is great. Brandy does a great job. Mo, uh, it's Doc still there? Yes. Oh my God, talk about an awesome person. Doc is the best. Um, mm-hmm. And just just uh, take the time to appreciate what the Cherokee has been able to do for so long, and truly understand the culture and live in the moment. There's my dog. <laughs> yep. And Fred, how about you? You know, I'd pretty much echo everything that uh, Donnie had just said. But there is one thing that I I would kind of like to say to you on behalf of Cherokee Nation. And um, it's thank you. You know, it's just a great big thank you for everything that you've done over the years. Because I remember back when I was playing, you know, and, and my parents being in Maine and not being able to be at the games. Um, you know, you were their lifeline to be able to listen in. Um, and, it, you know, it, it meant a lot to them. And 
so many other parents, um, you know, across the country trying to listen in and, and see, and then maybe now everything's live fed through a, just a stream as well, but I'm sure you're still commentating it all. So I, I just, on behalf of, of, you know, all Cherokee Nation going all the way back, there are so many families that are so grateful for what you've done, Mick. Well, thanks, I brother. I appreciate it. I completely agree, Mick. Uh, like I said, they. I hope the players take the time to realize everything that you and everyone else does for that organization. Now, just for a full circle, just so to get you guys uh, in the loop, I did retire from doing the play-by-play. Uh, I put in 20 years, and uh, so I figure I aged out. So, but uh, that was, um, but you know, it, and, and it was time because uh, I've got the new challenges and things in life ahead of me, uh, new interests, and but more importantly, as someone once said, you got to give the new blood a chance, you know, <laughs> and and so of uh, so. Uh, Donnie, you'll 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 understand this one. Uh, Mo's son is Z. doing the play-by-play. Yep, yep. he's doing the play-by-play for. See, I thought you charity. were involved with it though. I I, I didn't know it was uh, already handed over. I thought there was going to be a transition phase. I did not know that. Uh, there was, but unfortunately, it didn't last long because uh, when when you're drinking beer during a broadcast, it doesn't go over well. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so, like uh, major uh, league. so yeah kind of kind of actually um i saw yeah i walked up there one time and i saw a couple of uh, guys that i mean they were just uh i i don't know who they were but they were they were tossing beers down during a broadcast and i'm like "Eh, not a good idea you know so but uh i didn't say anything just minding my business but um, Fair enough. But Zeke is in there, and he was, and he he's doing a good job. He's doing a real good job, and uh, <clears throat> so he, uh, or rather, uh, you know, so the the everything's in good hands there. You know, uh, Donnie Manders and uh, his wife Carrie, they run the team, so they're they're doing they're taking they're they, the the whole Cherokee thing is in good hands. Awesome. So you know, so so all is well with the world. So anyway, well I tell you what, boys. Uh, I was kind of thinking, oh boy, this is going to be, there's going to be tough, but then, you know, it's like, my gosh, I could go on easily another two hours, but like I said, then I'm going to get other people yelling, hey, why don't you have us on for two hours? It's like, oh, stop it. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't want that to be the case. So anyway, but I appreciate it, you guys, very much. And when we do get some semblance of normalcy again, uh, we're go- our, our goal is to have a reunion. Uh, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure there'll be an alumni game in there too, but you know, you, that you don't have to come play for the, you know, do an alumni game. Well, I just I want might, you to at least, at least what's that? I might, I might coach that one. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, I'll pencil you in buddy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the idea is just to basically come back, uh, have a couple pops watching a Cherokee game and telling tales and laughing our butts off. That's that's the goal. So, uh, but I'll keep you guys in the loop. But I thank you guys both for doing this, and it has been a real blast. Yep. Thank you, Mick. Appreciate it uh, having me on here. Thank you, Mick. Yep. 